All right. Happy 4th of July, everybody. My name is Axel. Welcome to Daily DVR. Today I have Andy with me. It's the 4th of July. It's a Tuesday. It feels like a Sunday, though, doesn't it, Andy? Uh, Sunday. I, you know, I lost complete track of days because I was on vacation for 10 days and then we were right into 4th of July. So I'm, I feel like I'm in some kind of twilight zone anyway. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. The twilight zone, baby. Um, <clears throat> I wish I could remember the lyrics to that song. The twilight zone. Remember that? Um, Where, where's solo when we need it? <laughs> I know. That's what I was saying. Jenny was like, I thought you guys would sing. Um, well, speaking of that last part, oh, you can, uh, check us out at dvrpodcast.com and of course become a patron at patreon.com slash DVR. Um, I want to thank many of our recent new patrons, including our newest patron, Jessica. Thank you, Jessica. Um, it really, it does my heart good. Every time we get a new patron it means people are actually listening to us. Which I and know probably are, enjoying too. I, I, I hope so. Um, <laughs> uh, you know what? Actually, I wanted to say I wanted to wait until you and I were just doing a pod because I received a bunch of messages from another new patron, Bobby. And um, she said it's whether it's Axel or Andy or Sol or Solo, you guys are super interesting and entertaining. I'd listen to you do a podcast on any show. You truly make them interesting by adding your viewpoint. Well, thank you, Bobby. Yes, thank you. That's that is just amazing to hear. It's I mean, it makes me feel good. Like it's I mean, I enjoy doing this even if we have no listeners, but it's always fantastic to yeah. know other people are enjoying what we're talking about too. Definitely, man. Definitely, it, it means a lot to hear that. And, uh, especially, um, it has nothing to do with 4th of July. I tried, <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's, I guess podcasting kind of gives us our independence. I don't know. I, I, I <laughs> sure. Let's go with that. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll just go with that one. Um, but, uh, <laughs> we had a great pod last week where we had Mike and Gina and Jenny and Heath and Julian from tower of Babel and, um, we talked about our top. And Gina, 10. did you say Gina? Too? Yes, Gina and Jenny. Oh, okay, yep. sorry. I'm always. I'm, I'm already always... zoning out. We're only. We've only been on the air for two minutes. I'm already zoning out. So that's a good sign. I'm already blabbing. So uh, it's a normal <laughs> pod. Um, but what happened was I forgot to read a couple. Uh, Janet, Lori, Tucker, Stephanie, um, and Gareth uh, threw out some shows on the Facebook page, which is Daily DVR, a TV film podcast. You can find that on Facebook. And uh, I said, hey, it's 4th of July. I'm not really one for the 4th of July party really anymore or barbecue. How about you, Andy? Well, we, I've got, uh, usually have a bunch of family kind of within an hour's drive of here. So a lot of times we'll get together and just do a little family thing. And we've got a one of the places we farm on has like a nice little pond that we can have some small fireworks and stuff, but it's raining this year at the 4th of July. So we're not really doing anything. Okay. Okay. So normally it's pretty small, just a small family group thing. Usually if we That's do anything. Nice. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Same here. Same here. We hang out with our in-laws, my wife's brother and his wife and my niece and nephew and, 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 uh, Lulu grandma. We, we hang out, but, um, I'm not, I don't know, you know, as I've gotten older, 
I kind of have leaned way more into the fall. Like I'm so much more into Halloween, Christmas, um, you know, just New Year's. Even I'll I'll do, we'll do the pod. I'll, I'll you know I'll always complain, yeah. but I'll stay up and watch it. But the summer holidays, just I don't know, man. It's just kind well, of like when I was a lot younger, I used to do a lot more. Like I yes. would, I, I would, we had playing softball tournaments over the Fourth of July if it was on a weekend, or we'd, I'd have a big group of when I was single. All of a, all of us would just hang out and throw yep. big parties, yep. and that's. I haven't done that in a while now. It's just I don't know. It doesn't hold the same appeal as it used to. Yeah, I know. Maybe too many days where I was like wasted by like three o'clock or. Maybe. Some. Yeah, that never ha- that never <laughs> happened. Actually. Sometimes earlier than three o'clock. Yeah, that's what I was. Gonna, when a softball tournament starts at eight a.m., you know what has to happen. <laughs> yep. You got a pregame it, baby. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know, we thought we would get together since uh, we're not doing too much. Even though it is pretty nice here, I'll probably, I hopefully, maybe get out a little bit, go to the park with the kid or something, or. In our new house, we have a pretty nice view of um, a couple cities from up on the hill. So mm, maybe we'll mm-hmm. see some fireworks this evening, be able to sit out on the front porch and watch them. Um, we'll see about that. But today we're going to talk a little bit more uh, favorite TV, best TV of 2023 so far. And the silo finale happened last week. We both watched it and... We're ready to talk about that too. Uh, so let's do it, baby. All righty. Let's start out with uh, Janet, our old friend Janet from the Lost Days. Okay, here's mine before I forget. Number five, The Last of Us, which was, <laughs> what did you think of what I said about this show? Because we, we were so many people, I didn't hear a lot of feedback. Was I negative, or what, how, how did you feel about it? I was, a, I was a little surprised. I thought you were a little negative, but I also think it, you're, I think you were falling into that, it's hard to get the game out of your head. Yeah. Because I think I, the few, the, most of the stuff in general I've seen or talked to people about it, I really, really enjoyed it. But the ones that have the most problems with it are the ones that, were, that lived the game for so many years. So I, I wonder if that, because I don't, th- were you, well, Julian, I think, has played the game too, don't you? I, th- I think, but I think you guys were the only two on the podcast that have played it. Yeah. And all the rest of us are pretty high on it. So it, do- it didn't entirely surprise me, because I mean, it, the game, obviously, they can do way more stuff on a game than they can do on a 10 hour show. So I don't know. I, I, I didn't they say I disagree with you slightly. I enjoyed it more than you did, but I understand what you're saying and where you're coming from. Because, I mean, sometimes with kind of like we talked about with Silo, sometimes with adaptations, it's hard to separate yourself if you have a prior prior knowledge of the property or, or the adaptation or whatever it is. Sometimes it's hard to do that. Yeah. You know, it's a good point, Andy. It's a good point because that is totally what it is. I associate the game with heart pounding action that is punctuated and the and um the groundwork for caring is through amazing character work and storylines so i just felt that the heart pounding part save for maybe one episode and one big set piece which was pretty awesome Mm -hmm. um was not there throughout for me but i I did want to the only reason i wanted to address it again is because I did really love it. I mean, I think you're right. If I had never played the game and I had gone in expecting the walking dead, people's heads getting cut off every two minutes, <laughs> you know, like ultra violent yeah. stuff. 
Um, yep. I probably would have been more impressed. Um, but the- well, and like I think too, a lot of it. I think I mean it's still one of the highest watched shows this year. So a lot of people have put it on the list. I think because it's. I mean, the rest of us on the pod have seen hundreds, well, not hundreds, but tons of stuff. But I think it's also popular because it's a show that a lot of people just watch, just in general. And there's a reason why. There's a reason why video game adaptations, by and large, have sucked because it's a hard thing to do, especially with a it game. Is. You're so, I mean, and you're at least with me. When I play a game, the relationship with the game is so much more intimate, and it's hard to. It's got to be impossible to recreate that in another yeah. medium, and because you're, it's a turning an interactive experience into a passive experience has got to just be extremely difficult. That has to be why there hasn't been a lot of good adaptations. That's a great point, and that interactive versus um static or or just what what words did you use passive Passive. interactive and passive very true that is that's the difference there that is the difference there but still have to give kudos to the production the production design everything the props the clothes acting uh, yeah uh, the acting was superb i loved all and i really did love every episode I just wanted people to love the show in the same way I love the game, and I have to mm-hmm. let go of that in the same way that Bubba has to let go of Silo and Game of Thrones, <laughs> you know? Well, and you know, the it's thing I might games. be most excited about of Last of Us is I don't know anything about the next game. I just know it's very divisive. Yeah. And just by the little hints that you and Julian and people have dropped, I'm like, I cannot wait to see what it the second season is because it's I, I don't divisive things always I'm always interested to check them out so I'm very excited to see what happens next yeah I loved the game and I think that it could make a super compelling um season of TV but just not in the way that I think people think that's the not- thing is so maybe I'll be wrong because this defied expectations mm-hmm. and um I'm willing to I'm willing to go back in Maybe I'll rewatch this season before the end of the year. There's not, hey man, with this strike coming up, oh boy. Yeah, early night. I think what I, the last read article I read is that like through the rest of this year, yeah. we're probably going to be okay. But if it yep. goes on for a while, a few months here, by the early night, early 2024, it could be pretty bleak as far as what we can watch. Oh, that's true. But I think, and you can already see it. Like for instance. Just this week, there were two shows. I can't, if I looked up, I'd remember them. I think one of them is that Daniel Craig show that was on TBS. Um, There's a nut, there was two other shows. Oh, oh, I completely missed that. I didn't know there was a Daniel Craig show on any network. Yeah, Daniel Craig has a show where he, it's, it's a, it's a kind of, it's, it's kind of a farcical comedy where, no, oh, no, did I say Daniel Craig? I meant Daniel Ratcliffe. Oh, I meant Harry okay. Potter. I'm yes, sorry. Yes, yes, Harry Potter, not sorry. James Bond. Fourth I'm like, holy July. shit, Daniel yeah. Craig? Yeah, okay. I know what you're talking <laughs> about now. Yes. Uh, no, it was not. I apologize for that, folks. Everyone's sitting out there going, what the fuck is Axel smoking? Well, it's called weed, and it's legal here in Oregon. Um, yeah, what's what's the show that he's on? Miracle Workers. Oh, Miracle Workers? So that was pushed back. And um, the uh, one of the shows that I kind of gave a little shout out where you guess the the ce- celebrity relative um, that was that was actually supposed to uh, uh, now now I'm looking for now look here goes Google celebrity relative show claim to fame um, 
that was pushed back. There was another show pushed back from like April, May to now, right? Okay. So yep. I think what we're going to see is they're going to start looking now. And now that the writers might go on strike too. Or the actors? I'm sorry, the actors might go on. I'm yep. really out of it today, Andy. You're keeping me straight, baby. <laughs> well, between the two of us, um, we'll, keep, we'll keep ourselves in line. Yeah, we're, we're, we'll get there, Foley. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I won't take another hit until the next uh, segment. Um, it is 4th of July. I guess I'm providing the fireworks. Uh, I think that they're going to thin it out. I think they're going to thin it out. and I Spread think, it out, spread yes, things out a little bit. Yep, so it's going to be thin. So instead of, oh, my God, this week five shows are dropping, you know, good shows. It's going to be like one show every two weeks is going to be like a good show, you know, and then we might. They're actually going to give us time to watch things, you mean? Well, that's what I'm thinking. But I do think that for folks who like to binge and for reality folks and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. it's it's. It might be thin for a little while because they're even going to push back that stuff because of the binging. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's going to get it's going to get thinner and it's going to get not, you know, there's going to be a lot of, um, hey, this show was on on Canadian TV four years ago and it got pretty yeah. good ratings. Well, like I, I like think of all the international stuff Netflix have and yep. I know all the a lot of the other places have it. They're going to recycle, not recycle it, but they'll put it on. I think I saw. CBS might put Paramount Plus shows on the fall, like that have already aired on Paramount Plus, like Rabbit Hole, and put them on CBS, like the main CBS feed in the fall if they don't Very have shows. Smart. And, That's yeah. smart, dude. Hey, if they put Rabbit Hole on, please put Rabbit Hole on CBS because it'll get huge. And all they yeah. have to do is take out a couple fucks and yep. they can put that on CBS, no problem at all. Yep, easy. And that, so, that would, you're right. That would be huge on CBS, I think. Yeah, they could even. I think that the Sylvester, the um, uh, uh what, what's it again? Mayor of Tulsa, oh, uh, Tulsa King, Tulsa King. There you go. I think <laughs> that could be that could go on network or definitely yeah. cable too. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. That's interesting. All right, let's get back to Janet's list. Number four, the L word, Generation Q. I I watched I think the first season of the L word back in the day and I know this is I think the third or fourth iteration I think it's the third iteration of the show that still includes some of the original um, I know it's been around for a long time yeah and I, in and some form or another it has and I was a huge fan of Queer as Folk I watched the original. BBC and then the Showtime version, which I absolutely loved. And then that kind of spawned the L word. And, Mm -hmm. but I have not seen, I've heard good things about, have you watched any of those shows? No, I mean, I I think I saw some of them way back when they first started and then I just kind of lost track of them and haven't, I've heard good things, but I, same thing. I don't, I have, I I don't feel qualified to even talk about it. If that makes sense. I wonder if you have to watch the other seasons. Um, number three, a show which I did watch like the first four episodes and then my wife and I just kind of fell out. There was a glut of TV, your mm-hmm. honor with Brian On Showtime, Cranston. right? Yes. Yep. I remember seeing the first episode and thinking it was, it was good. And then I, it was same thing. I just kind of never got back into it because there's so much other things that were holding my interest more. And then I just, every, like when we were doing yellow jackets that the, your honor would always come up as a suggestion. You may sh- you maybe we should like this, and that was the first time I'd thought about it in a long time. So maybe I'll go back and give it a shot. Yeah, this is one that I'm thinking maybe to check out because I know also that 
season two, it, I, I believe that it was tentatively conceived as a one shot mini series with Brian Cranston, you know, um, mm-hmm. and they continued it because I believe the second season has a kind of a different kind of bent. Like there is a main mystery um, that happened. Yeah, I, I thought I remember hearing it wasn't yeah. it wasn't necessarily a reboot, but it was definitely a shifting gears yes. kind of a, to yep. something different. Yeah. So that's worth checking out. I kind of like that. I actually dig that when I hear that, when I hear that mm-hmm. a show in a second or third season kind of changes that make that doesn't make me think it was bad. That makes me think that the production is open to doing what was best with the show. Yeah. Yep. You know, so I like hearing that. Um, Janet's number two succession, which we talked a lot about, of course, <laughs> yes. uh, during the, during the, uh, during the season, not too much on the pod, but I think that was because it's so popular. Yeah. But do you have any final thoughts now that we've had time to kind of, uh, it's still, it's still really, really fantastic, but I'm also kind of like what, uh, I think Mike was saying it too. I was like, I'm, I'm going to rewatch some of it before the end of the year to, if it holds up in my mind as good. I mean, if it holds up like I think it's going to, and it's, it was a fantastic episode of television. I'm still, I don't think about it as much, so it's fading a little bit, but it's still, it's still a contender for my number one for sure. Yeah. I really, the more I think about it, the more I loved it. I kind of want to go back and rewatch the whole series, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but, it, but it hasn't been enough time. I got to wait a year or so. Yep, that's um, kind of where I am too. But I, I, the more I think about it, the more I think the shift to the kids and everything was really smart. And I know, I know, kind of a lot of people feel otherwise as far as that that plot change goes. I think with that, I think it's actually going to, I think that's going to age well in the show. I agree. Where, where eventually when, cause like, like Logan was so fun to watch all the time. Even if you hated the guy, he was fun to watch and seeing him removed from the thing was so jarring at first. But I think when people think back on it, they're going to think there were so many amazing moments this last half of this season with just the kids and Logan was nowhere to be seen. So it's, I I think the show is going to age very, very well. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so, because I think it does. It actually it has a lot to say about our our present world uh, yeah. and billionaires and such as yeah. we're seeing Twitter. Con- you know, we don't, we don't talk about this a lot. And this is kind of I'm, I'm, I'm going off topic, but Twitter is now looks like it really is maybe going to die. Oh, um, yeah, it's it's going down a dark hole and I don't think it's going out. And it makes me sad. You know, I left Twitter a couple of years ago, probably more than a couple of years ago, left in the sense that I don't, I really stopped looking at it Mm -hmm. Um, because with the 2016 election too, it had just gotten progressively worse. And uh, once Elon Musk took over, it's like, I remember a little bit after he took over, I'm like, I'm not a fan of the dude. And I was like, checking like the news segment and it's like all these all these stories about baron trump and i was like this is not reality (laughs) nobody i don't care even if you're a trump fan nobody's like baron trump like it's just that's such a small you know he was he was pushing a point of view which is exactly the thing he says he doesn't do right like 
Everything's about freedom, except you have to agree with me. I mean, for the last, I still use it occasionally. And the crazy thing is most of it's for sports news. Like when we were doing around the couch and stuff, the best way to get football news was on Twitter. I mean, the best way to get baseball news and all these things, because that's where all the, all of the, uh, Adam Schefter and all those sports guys that they break all their news there. So that was my primary use for it. But Andy, yeah, it's, I, you make me real. You, you open, Oh, you're opening my mind today. It's not just the weed, you know, <laughs> um, it makes me think that isn't niche Twitter the way to go. Like sports, Twitter, yeah. like, like a football Twitter. Like if I could have a feed, that was mm-hmm. only football. And I don't care if a nuclear bomb goes off in Russia, wherever, yep. it would not be on my feed. It would well, just that's, be football. I mean, that's kind of what I've done. I still follow a bunch of people, but I've like I've muted so many accounts because just because so I can basically tailor the feed to exactly what I yeah. want. So I don't get yeah. all that extra bullshit. I mean, when I first got on Twitter, it was because of you guys, uh, you and Donald and Heath and everybody on your, on the they lost got podcast. Me saying, on, yeah. Check yeah. us on Twitter. Check us on Twitter. And so the first year or two I was on Twitter, it was basically all lost people. So it was all lost stuff or whatever the lost people wanted to talk about. So it was, it, it, I remember how it was, it used to be great. So that's, I kind of have tried to make mine as good as I can just by doing that, by eliminating all the other stuff or muting it or whatever. Yeah, so true. I've, tr- I try, but I feel like that is a job within itself. <laughs> and that's why I almost feel like it'd be cool if you'd be like, log into Twitter. What? And then it was almost like, um, like Disney plus where it's like star Wars, Marvel. Yeah. Like imagine Different if it hubs. was NFL film and yeah. television film or TV, like politics. You know what I'm saying? If you like Trump, yeah. here's Trump, here's Biden. If you like, want to talk about Democrats, like, whatever you know social issue and you could choose one and then that would be and then it wouldn't be full because even the ads are distracting and try to manipulate you and right and that's like now it's like every two tweets it's like another ad yeah promoted 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 everywhere yeah and you and 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 the thing is like I, i mean it's all it's the same shit where everything musk says is just a like the opposite of reality where it's like want freedom and have your thing. And then, and then everything is pushed and geared and then promoted. And if you have a check mark, then your tweet is promoted. You can look at more tweets. You can, you know, I understand you got to make money, but I think if you actually busted it out like that into different Uh uh, segments, (laughs) then I would be, I would go back on. If someone was like, Hey, Twitter's great again. I was watching NFL on Sunday and all I saw was NFL shit. Yep. That might be kind of cool. All right. Thanks, Janet, for uh, <laughs> talking about Twitter. No. Her number one <laughs> is a show I have not seen, but was on many number one lists and we barely mentioned it. I think it may have appeared on one person's list. It's I had to look it up. I hadn't heard of this show. So Yeah, this is a show that actually premiered on a National Geo on Nat Geo on I think it was originally made for them when they were trying to push like the cable channel. Yeah. And then it it got a much wider audience from being on Disney Plus and it's called A Small Light. And it's basically about the woman and family who sheltered Anne Frank's family uh, from the Nazis back in the day. 
Um, and uh, it stars Belle Powley, who I have seen. I think she's a really good actress. What? What? She was in a. She's been in a bunch. She was in the. Oh, okay. She was in the Morning Show, King of Staten Island, which I did not see. White Boy I Rick. See I remember that movie. You know, um, looking at her filmography, I don't know if I've watched any of the things. I didn't see The Morning Show. I don't know if I've really seen her in anything. Maybe that's the thing that she stood out to me in. But she's been around. She's been acting since she was like a little kid. But um, maybe that is the thing that I that The Morning Show that that first brought her to my attention. But she, yeah, she's really good. But um, yeah, this has gotten great reviews on Disney Plus. Maybe something that I would check out. Yeah. Um, though, you know, the Nazi stuff, not always so happy. (laughs) Yeah, that's not, not, you're right. Not a really an uplifting kind (laughs) of, no, kind of reminds me of Twitter for some reason. Um, (laughs) all right, we're moving on. Lori Clark, Lori, thank you for your list. Um, she starts out with yellow jackets now, which is a show that we covered and I don't think it was on anybody's list. Yeah, I don't think we we didn't even mention it. You know, that was a question I was going to ask people at the end, but we were already getting so late. I'm like, we don't need to talk about it. But I wondered how close anybody even had to even listing it. I mean, I I, st- I enjoyed the season, but it was it seemed so disappointing. Like we talked about ad nauseum yes. on our own Yellow yeah. Jackets podcast. So yeah, I wanted it to be so much, Andy, and I did want to talk about it. And you know what? I still loved all the actresses. I love the world. I mean, it was still, there was still a lot of fun I had watching different episodes, but just got, I don't, I, I continue to believe that it was caught in its own hype and that the creators need to reflect on what kind of show they're making. Yeah. I mean, it really, and I know, I don't wish I could remember who said it, but somebody, I think on the last podcast we did of the season finale of that, it just it's starting to get it was starting to give Westworld vibes and not in a good way. Ooh, and it's yep. it, it was yep. I mean it, you know exactly what I'm saying. I mean I, and they they totally got caught in their own shit, right? Yeah. They 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 just lost the the forest for the trees as they say, right? Like they yeah. they just got they couldn't really understand what people were gravitating towards. Because yep. like I said, I listened to that interview. I'm, I should pull that up and put um, put a link on the. Uh, oh, the one where they said something about how they all the stuff they were doing was exactly not the stuff. The stuff they wanted to do was exactly the stuff that nobody really cared about. Yeah, it was just really weird. Like they were talking about a different show, and the mm-hmm. level of the the depth of emotion and stuff was way way farther than I think they understood the fun of the show, right? Like yeah. they were leaning more into trying to achieve something or be an A-list show rather than just be creative and have fun because that's what made the first season amazing. But I'm still on for season three, definitely. Yeah, I am too. I mean, and the more, I, I, you know, the Westworld comparison might be a little harsh. And actually up until the last season of the Westworld, I loved Westworld. It was just that last season I had real issues with. And I say, I still enjoyed this. I just, I don't, I thought it was a prestige TV show and I don't think it is anymore. If that makes sense. It's just down Mm -hmm. my ranking so a ways because of that last season. And they could still turn it around for sure. Definitely. Always give it a shot. 
Um, next up, Lori has Class of 09. Now, this is an interesting one. Do you remember this show? I've seen tons and tons of ads for it, and I have not checked. It was one I've been meaning to check out, and I just never hadn't got around to trying it out yet. I've heard a lot of things about it. but Okay, this is FX on Hulu. It stars Kate Mara, granddaughter of the uh, owner of the Giants. Um, <laughs> Brian Tyree Henry, who, of course, from Atlanta great actor love that dude and lots of other he's, he's been everywhere so yeah, yeah he's awesome, always good yep um jake mcdorman who is also um in mrs davis and uh, uh i've always loved that dude that's but, right mrs davis i couldn't remember where i recognized him from here yeah, yeah. Oh, continue sorry <laughs> oh no that's fine this is uh this is a um a, it's basically like two different time frames and they're like FBI agents and they're like kind of, I think they're kind of like um at at like Quantico or something like that and then um later on there there's like a, a kind of uh yeah let, here here's the write up a suspense thriller class of O'Neill follows a class of FBI agents set in three distinct time periods they grapple with immense changes in the U.S. Ju um, criminal justice system is altered by artificial intelligence. That Now, that sounds exactly like my type of show, yeah. but it didn't get great reviews. It got a lot of reviews that it spent too much time with character, not really on the plot. It wasn't that interesting. But um, I don't know. Maybe it's something that I should check out uh, when I get well, that F when I get that Hulu. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm at least going to check it out because FX has to me FX. I will I will at least try everything of one episode at least or part of an episode of FX. I have ver I have more trust in them than even HBO maybe at this point. FX. I just I love FX, so I will definitely check this out. Yeah, I love it. But I will have to say, oh, about a year into the FX on Hulu. It, I think it has diminished the brand a little bit, Andy. The FX, you know, like I think when you have things like The Bear and the, and so many shows that are like FX, but I can't see them on FX. Yeah, it, I kind of. But that's the that's you know, cable's day is over. You have to move on. Yep, you have to move on. But Class of '09 is one, along with The Bear, that when I get that uh, that that Hulu trial. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. Um, Lori also has The Last of Us on her list. We already talked about that, and Rabbit Hole, which we which we did get to talk about a lot on a podcast with Solo, and we did talk about it. And on you know, I don't pod. think I've actually ever said what I thought because I didn't I didn't come on at all during that, and I I did I actually really enjoyed that show. It was a lot better than I expected it to be, so it was a lot of fun. Rabbit Hole. It knew exactly what it was. Yeah. It had fun. You tuned in every episode, and this first episode was just like the last episode, right? Like, yep. it was a thing. And I think that th they had so many, the creators are like vets, you know, they knew what they were doing. There wasn't any chances that were, they were, they were going in to make this show and they made it. And I was um, kind of surprised. I saw a lot of reviews that weren't super kind to it, and I was really surprised by that because I, I mean, I, yeah, it, it wasn't watching Succession or something, but I thought it was a really solid, fun show. So, hey, man, if that show had made been made between 1995 and 2005, it would be like 
Oh yeah. I'm show people we're still talking about, you know, yep. it, it is a little bit dated in the sense that it feels like a 24 more, but I love that type of show. So, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people do, and it definitely belong. Paramount plus makes those type of shows. Yep. I think they've done a good job of with the star Trek, the alternative kind of Sheridan verse, mm-hmm. which, which, also include which kind of includes some of these other paramount plus shows that fit into it um like rabbit hole i think they're doing a good job with that just uh start paying us paramount plus how many fucking shows do we have to cover until exactly until you at least hand out some free subscriptions yeah jeez um laurie has uh and she says she's looking forward to watching happy valley which i've never watched and people love i you know what i should watch that with my wife this week people love that show yep that's another one i've got on my list to watch yep. before the end of the year for sure i've that's, heard a lot of great things i think it was like an itv or bbc and then it came over to netflix for and i think netflix co-produced i think the last couple seasons yep um what we do in the shadows which we've talked of many times it's hilarious people watch it one of my favorite shows on tv yeah. all, that comes out i think next week i think it comes back so That's, very excited for that i always wait and then dip in and, and kind of watch the season like watch half a season and, and then watch it it's just yep. the character well that one's actually more i think it's more fun to binge that one yeah. too yep um you which was not on anyone's list it did have a new season it totally changed it was very different um, I know that Gina has watched you in the past. I liked, do you, have you watched that show? I, I have not. I've heard you guys talk about it a lot and I've, I know what it is. Obviously I can't not know what it is, but it just never really interested me. So I haven't started it. Okay. Um, it is total soapy, trashy, fun. Sometimes it's too much, you know, um, but overall, I think that they've done a good job of that show, and I think they're going into the last season, which makes sense. Uh, it's about well, wasn't wasn't there some that. big behind the scenes thing that happened this last? Like a uh, actor didn't, or was that a bunch of bullshit or something? I think that was just Netflix's way of letting people run with a dumb quote. Where Penn Badgley was like, "I don't really like doing sex scenes." Because, oh, you know, okay. That's what it was. Yep. I mean, but this is a thing in Hollywood these days, and I'm I'm glad it gets talked about because, you know, the idea that you can like make out with someone for six months on a set and it not have any meaning. Humans are just not built like that. You know what I mean? So I think that I mean we've seen yeah. how many times some you know it's like someone falls in love and having been on sets and having been an actor too you you get into it you know what i'm saying it's an emotional it's a business based on expressing emotion that's why you have all the crazy stuff that happens on sets yeah i don't know how you i don't know how you could i don't know how you could separate yourself from that sometimes it's got to be damn near impossible like when your job is to be charismatic and flirty with someone how could you not yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it amazes me that 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 it doesn't end in a shipwreck every single time. <laughs> I mean, I think it's just that's why I think a lot of people in that biz, if they're doing, if that's a big part of the what they do, or you know, just yeah. kind of free love, baby. I think that's the <laughs> way you got to go. I'm into it. Um, next up, shrinking. We talked a lot about that. 
And hoping for the strike to end soon. Yes, Lori. Let's hope that the writer's strike ends positively for the writers and that the when the actors strike I think the actors are gonna strike. But uh that that would that that's would really bring everything to a head because you can't do really nothing but uh but um fuck boy island when the, with no actors. <laughs> Yay, um, can't wait for that. Season fourteen or whatever they're in now. <laughs> Season fourteen of Fuckboy. I do have to say, you took an awful lot of uh, uh, reality abuse on that last podcast. It was oh. I was spent a lot of time laughing while I was muted. I I I know. I it was really you know what it was the scandal shit, which really is super annoying, and I I totally. But I was already a fan of that show, so when it and that show was dying, like Vanderpump Rules was dying. That yep. Bravo had Bravo has recent. I'm a big Bravo head. I don't talk about too much, but Bravo recently like fired and redid a bunch of shows and came out with kind of spinoffs that were very different. You know, they they did like a summer house that's at Martha Vineyard with an all black cast. They they fired almost everyone from Real Housewives of New York. They they're gonna stop doing Atlanta, I think, or something. Like they really. We're trying to shake things up and Vanderpump rules was on the chopping block for many years. And then this happened and it became annoying. And the, the annoying part is like what I said is it's like, it's about like an affair on a reality show. Who gives a fuck? Everybody's fucking <laughs> each other. Like, it, exactly. it became really stupid. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I do. You know, I do love the reality shows. Um, <laughs> Let's uh oh shout out to our friend Tucker of of uh Lost Fame. He's been listening to us for a long time. Hi Tucker. Uh even though you are a Patriots fan, I still love you, man. <laughs> um the final season of Nancy Drew, which I never checked out. I never checked out Nancy Drew. I think that was a CW show. Did you ever see that, Andy? I have not seen it. I actually have new know people who really enjoy that show. And okay. I know Tucker always brings the CW love, so yes. it's nice to, nice to hear some of that. Yeah, I, and I like that. I like that he's yep. into those kind of shows. Um, he says, can't wait to see Jury Duty. We talked a lot about that. And The Bear, too, which are two shows that we talked a lot about. And Jury- Two of my favorites. I talked a lot about those two personally. So, yes, yeah. I've loved both of those shows. So. I think Happy Valley, I'm writing it down, Happy Valley and Jury Duty. That's what the wife and I got to get into because there's, like, not a lot of TV on right now, man. And I've actually I convinced my wife to watch Jury Duty since the last podcast. So I've actually seen the whole, whole season twice now. So Nice. <laughs> Big fan. <laughs> yes. Very cool. All right. Next up, our old friend Stephanie. And uh, another Lost Fanatic. Top three, starting with number three, a show which I actually have two episodes left. And I really enjoyed, but it's been canceled. The Hillary Swank star, Alaska Daily. Um, I like this show. I, I, I thought that for a network show, it was dealing with some really interesting topics. And of course, it was set at a newspaper. And that's, I worked at newspapers. I love that's catnip. That's Axel catnip there. I, I love it. That's that's that gets me in. Let me tell you something, folks. If newspapers were still around, I I say it over and over. I would st- I would still be writing for a newspaper if they were still around. I would. I loved it being in the in the um, newsroom, just being able to talk to every. I mean, it's like 
you're sitting in a room and there's hey there's the sports guy oh let's i can go talk about sports there's the film guy there's the politics there's the you know what i mean like you yeah. always could just walk through and start a conversation with somebody yeah, this is this is a show I should really watch because I also am a big I'm just a big fan of shows based around not just newspapers but newspapers or radio stations or TV stations I love all that kind of stuff I just love the I mean they're all kind of similar in that in that kind of way so I, I this I would probably love this show too I just haven't started it yeah it's a good one but unfortunately it has been axed um, number two the diplomat with Kerry Russell of the Americans fame on Netflix. We're about halfway through this season. I don't know if I'm going to finish it. Did you watch it, Andy? Yeah, well, you know what? When I was in Florida, I mentioned this one for about oh, okay. 30 seconds there. And it's I really liked it. Let's see, it's I think I even described and I you after I said that it was it felt like West Wing light with dashes at Homeland, you said, "Well, that's because it's from the people that made West Wing right. and some from Homeland." Thank you. So, yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I didn't I didn't think it didn't quite hit top level. Like, like, I'll just keep using Succession as the bar. I mean, it didn't hit that level for me, but I still really, really enjoyed it. Part of it, Carrie Russell. I mean, who doesn't love Carrie Russell? I'm always a big fan of hers. So, and she carried, and um, can't think of who plays her husband right now, who I also love. Um, he was in Dark City. Uh, yeah, I can't remember what his name is right now. And then, like, Michael McKeon is in a small role. I, I really like, I really enjoyed it. I didn't love it, but it's a great, it's a, it's a good Netflix show, if that makes sense. Yeah. Rufus Sewell. That's it. Rufus Sewell. He's also really yes. good. Yeah. Good cast. It's not, it doesn't, I don't think it does anything super original, but I still enjoyed it for what it is. That's the way I felt about it. And it wasn't compelling. It was almost like, I'll put it to you this way. It was one of those shows that I was like, oh, I'm going to fall asleep in about a half hour. <laughs> um, not, but not like so bored, but it's just kind of nice. Right, like it's and not. It, you know. it, it feels like a, almost like a comfort food kind of show in a lot of ways. I think, and I a lot of times when I when I at least in my own head I divide shows into okay, do I want to take notes because I might want a podcast about this, or do I not need to take notes? And this is a not need to take notes show. If yeah. That makes sense. oh definitely oh yes definitely um, yes oh I do remember us talking about it now. Um, interesting. Well, I, I think I listed off like 20 shows in like 10 seconds there. So that's, <laughs> it was easy to forget that one. Uh, Rufus Sewell, Sewell, if I'm pronouncing right, he, a, a show no one mentioned, but which I actually thought turned out a lot better than I thought it would. Kaleidoscope. Remember that? Uh, you know, it's one I still haven't watched. The Netflix show. It was good. I've heard was such fun. mixed things about it. It was fun. I think you'd like it. It was fun. It was okay. like, they were like, watch it whichever order you want. And the and the episodes were like blue, green. Uh-huh. Yeah, all color based. Yes. Yep. It was, I, I kind of, I kind of dig that. I kind of dig when Netflix it seemed takes like, a chance it, like that. It seemed like one of those shows that the gimmick was probably more interesting than the actual show, but I didn't watch the show. So, I, but it's a heist, isn't it a heist thing? Yeah, and it was and okay. So I love stuff. heist shows too. Exactly. I probably will like it. Yep. I should. And Giancarlo Esposito, <laughs> yeah. is in it. He's great. Now uh, Rufus Sewell, that's how I'm saying it now. Was also I think it's Sewell. I think that's Sewell. right. Um, yeah, I'm going with it was one my one of my all-time most disappointing TV shows even though I watched every fucking episode the Oh, I see in, what you're going to name now. The Man in the High Castle. Uh -huh. Oh god, this show fucking killed me cuz the the ideas in it were so awesome and I just loved the 
the premise, <laughs> but the way it played out was, and some of the acting was not him though. He was great. You know, there was but, multiple times when that was airing. I think I was, uh, I don't know if we were, if I was podcasting with you yet, but I kept asking you, I might've been on Facebook or something. I'm like, is this worth watching? And every time you're like, no, like you were, I could just, you could tell you were so disappointed that it wasn't worth watching really. So yeah, yeah the idea sounds amazing, but I never went back. I never even started Man on the High Castle because I had heard a lot of people say the same thing you are. It should be good, but it just is disappointing. I would tell you, bro, skip it. Yeah. Not, not even worth it. Not even worth it. And I wish I, uh, there's so, hey, it has its high points and there are some episodes and some moments that I remember and I'm like, hey, that was cool. But it just never got the mythology and the world building right. Mm-hmm. And it, it just, it, it, it reminds me of, um, of our man from Lost, uh, his alien show. What, what was that alien show with? Uh, we're doing a lot of Googling today. I don't give a With okay. alien. Uh. Yeah. Alien show Lost guy. This is what I'm just giving you <laughs> in the, how I type it into. Uh, into um uh google uh who played sawyer oh josh holloway josh Josh holloway Holloway. okay yes josh holloway was he he in v or something it it was uh colony of course that's why i forget the name because it's like colony yeah oh man this show was bad Uh, though it too had its moments but it just never great premise the first couple episodes had me so excited and just then, couldn't figure it out yep just could not figure it out and of course with sarah wayne callies who oh, was yeah, from walking dead yeah she's but man she's been in everything right like mm-hmm. gosh she's had a, has a career that goes way back um all right we're off the Google. Um, and the last <laughs> thing is just uh, Gareth mentioned Star Trek Picard. Oh, you didn't, I, we didn't mention Stephanie's number one either. Oh, we did? Oh, we forgot Stephanie's number one? Oh. Yellow I'm, Jackets. I'm glad. Oh, okay. That's probably Which we've why. already talked about, but yeah. Yellow yeah, Jackets is our number one. That's probably why I skipped over because we talked a lot about Yellow Jackets already. Yep. Um, but yeah, Gareth uh, says Star Trek Picard. And we did talk about Star Trek Picard. And yes third season kind of you could even just go to the third season yeah you don't yeah. Really, i mean there's a few things in the in there that are from previous seasons but you don't really need to yeah. you don't really need to see them even though i did enjoy the first i'm not gonna you know i haven't been a huge fan particularly of discovery though i think the first season is good mm-hmm. um but still it's not a bad show right and Picard the first two seasons I don't think they were bad well they had they had really good high moments both seasons I think but as a whole they were just like this is not exactly what I wanted just shooting too high is one of the things I would say about Picard if Mm -hmm. one season they had been like let's tell a smaller story then maybe you know that would have been a I think that shift in for season two after season one I think would have been good. Like, hey, let's not travel through time and do crazy. Let's just tell like a small star story with well, Picard. Well, my, my, my big thing is that what, and with the story part, it wasn't even why I loved it. I mean, it was because they brought back all of the, yeah. I mean, they brought everybody back together. And that it seems like the first two seasons, they were trying to resist doing that. Yeah. Like, here's here's Jonathan Frakes for a little bit. But you know what? We, we don't really want to feature him too much. So 
go back behind the camera, Jonathan. We don't want you on screen anymore. And I'm like, no, embrace that. And they finally embrace that the third season. For me, that's why I really love the third season as opposed to the first two. Yeah, I can see that, man. I can see that. And I I think that I can understand, though, too, because how many times are they going to do that, right? Like, yeah. They, they they have to have a limit in their minds. Like, didn't we say after the movie? We didn't we say after the series? Like, so they. But well, and who I, cares? Some of that too. I mean, some of that too is I think. I mean, the TV series, The Next Generation, ended perfectly. Yeah. The movies of with these guys, Nemesis, is garbage. I mean, that show is that movie is really really bad. Tom Hardy and, though. Tom Hardy yeah, said it. It's, and he's good in it, but yeah. the movie itself. Oh, it's so like. Like the guy that directed it even admitted, like I, I didn't even watch Star Trek. I don't even like it. So I'm oh, like, Ugh. yeah. I mean, yeah. so that always left a sour taste in my mouth. So that's why I was really high on this show because I, I this season I really I don't know. We, we talked about it quite a bit, but I, we don't need to go down the Star Trek road again. <laughs> but worth mentioning, and thank you, Gareth. Much appreciated, and uh, thank you everyone who wrote something. Thank you, Janet, Lori, Tucker, Stephanie. Uh, Gareth too. We appreciate you go on over to the Facebook page, but I always forget. That's like one of the things I can't do YouTube because it's like looking at the comments at the same time as I'm talking. I just, uh, I just can't do it. It it's just not I, easy. The, cu- yeah. the couple of YouTube shows I've been on, it's not easy to do that. Yeah. Or when we've done, even when we've done the live Facebook thing, it's hard to, hard to keep up with the comments and keep a it head, is. Or a thought in my head. Yep, it is. Um, hey, let's jump into a little silo. This is going to be spoilers for season one of Silo. If you have not finished watching it, click us off now. Thanks for listening. Go to DVRpodcast.com. Become a patron. Patreon.com slash DVR. All right, Andy, what did you think of the finale and the season as a whole? I really liked the finale a lot. I think it made this. It, I thought the land, the ending was pretty perfect. I, a few things I didn't expect, a few things I did expect. I thought it was great. I, the the cliffhanger is a very cool cliffhanger. I can't. I have no idea where they're gonna go, which is how I love to be after a, a season finale. I mean, it's. I really liked it. I thought the. I I was a little worried, but I think it really elevated the whole season. It was, like I said, it it wasn't as it wasn't top 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 tier for me but it's it, it's gonna be a contender for my top 10 for sure i thought it was it was solid it's a few minor complaints like we've talked about before but i mean what did, what were your feelings on it um i really enjoyed it and you know this show was running like while we were moving and i think you know i was i, I would start an episode stop I definitely want to go back and rewatch this series. Um, I think it would be a pretty easy rewatch too. It's yep. very interesting. I there is a part of me that thinks they. I know that because they're coming from a book, they're kind of spreading things out, and you have to come up with a different plan, right? So when you do that, it's just like we were talking about with uh, the strike. You kind of have to pull it and thin it out a little bit. Like it's not as thick at certain points. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like the last three episodes, there was a little bit more subterfuge than we needed. 
you know, a little bit like she's running there, she's running here, right? I kind of feel like it could have been condensed a little bit, but I'm not going to mm, complain because I still love the world. That's interesting. Like the, some of the, like, especially I rewatched the last uh, the finale last night because I'd been, a, I don't know, a week and a half since I watched it. So I rewatched it again. And I actually liked a lot of that running around stuff because I liked how it, it showed us more of what what's happening behind the scenes of the cyborg if that makes okay. sense like you know it's like seeing yeah. the ca- seeing the camera stuff and seeing the wait a lot more time spent in the control room and all these other things so i i liked some of that so i guess i didn't think of it that way but i see what you're saying it definitely there definitely was a lot more action in the last couple episodes like yeah. the whole gu- the gu- garbage shoot stuff and all that yes yes a, a lot of jumping down the thing right like mm-hmm. what's gonna happen so I, I, I'm always anxious to get to the mythology and get to what's happening. And I think we should, I was thinking about this before the pot. I was like, you know, we should be a little bit more like our friend one, Mike, because when Mike calls something, he's like, yeah, I called it motherfucker. Right? Like he'll write (laughs) that on the Facebook. He'll say it on the, on the, um, the YouTube. Like I knew it (laughs) for sure. So I do have to credit. I think that of the maybe five or 10 ideas we came up with talking with UN solo, the mm-hmm. gets out, looks around and there's like a hundred other silos was definitely something we talked about. Um, so I, I loved that too. And that when that was the reveal, I loved it. Yeah. And you know, when you're watching a show like this and you're watching anything that you could you know, back in the day, you'd be like, and it's it's in an, an extended Twilight Zone episode, right? Mm-hmm. You're getting to the M. Shalaman, you know, the, the, the <laughs> yeah. surprise at the end. Yeah, the big trick. Yeah, the big trick that resets the board. Mm-hmm. And with Silo, they had different ways to go. Mm-hmm. And the trick being that they were faking that the world was nice still i don't know if i still quite understand that idea i guess was that to give a false hope that i think so see that's the thing i'm thinking is that like there the the society is so balanced that it's mm-hmm. a little bit like the west world thing you got to keep your bad robot alive so you have something to fight yep so yeah the, cre- and Oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Um, yeah, and it's. I think definitely that's the. I don't. I, some of Tim Robbins's motivations, I'm still a little unclear as to why he doesn't tell people things. But it ha- it almost has to be something of a to give people hope because otherwise the the society won't survive or something like mm-hmm. that. I that's I, I feel like that it, it, it's. The whole thing is a game, right? Like mm-hmm. the eng- picking who gets, um, who can get pregnant and who can have yeah. a relationship, and and like and picking that because and picking the people that supposedly are going to be less like picking the people that, that can have kids that are going to people that are going to be like more docile yeah. or less likely to be a troublemaker or or like why they use. I one thing I did love about this is how they set up in the very the first episode that we see Juliet. So. I mean, we we see her in episode one, but only for a few seconds. They talk about her stealing the heat tape and how the heat tape is actually yes. like the big the big uh, thing for the whole like 
They and they they drop that line in every couple episodes. I'm like, that was pretty well written, that, pretty awesome. That, <laughs> great, Andy. Great point out there, brother. You they did the heat tape thing very very well, and when that was it at the end, I was like, I can't complain about this. Yeah, because normally the, I would have something to complain. The heat tape, but they did it very well. Yeah, and to why the why they purpose why Tim Robbins purposely uses the shitty heat tape to purposely kill the cleaners when they go out. I mean, it, that was that was how I took it is that he's making sure he's they were mad they 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 didn't want the the shitty heat tape being used on the generator. That's why they were pissed off about it because they didn't want the generator to stop working. So they, <laughs> but they're obviously you know it's shitty heat tape that they put on the people that go out to clean yeah. and it kills them and it's like oh she's gonna pass out right on schedule. It's, I, I thought all of that was pretty pretty awesome. When, yeah. The more I thought, a lot of that I didn't pick up as much the first time, but I really picked up on it last night when I rewatched it again. I'm like, damn, this is this is pretty high quality stuff here. I lied yeah. a lot of that stuff. Yeah, because I think I thought it was that they were poisoning them inside mm-hmm. the suit, but it mm-hmm. is just that, and that it was really nice out. But it is yeah. that it's horrible out. It's yeah. a dystopia. And yeah, the heat. Now, the thing you said, Tim Robbins was doing that, but I, what this, the kind of this episode made me think after I sat back and I love the image they gave too. And I love the way that you can see all of the silos are kind of sunken so they can get that same shot without seeing. So this is like a super crazy planned thing to keep humans alive right like Mm -hmm. that's for sure what it seems uh, like to me yeah like a maybe hundreds of years maybe more who know maybe they're on mars we still don't even know that right well we do see a city i mean it still could be in mars yeah but we see a cityscape when she climbs out too so or when she walks over the hill we definitely do but it's planned though right like it seems like so is the heat tape thing something that they've been doing for hundreds of years right like they came up with that. Like, I wonder if we're going to get a flashback to like the founding fathers of the, you know, the founders yeah. of, and, and what it is. And we still don't know about the door under the river or whatever. And that I don't think too, that door under the, under the water there, when I, we watched it last night, I don't think God, I, I should call him by his character. I just keep calling him Tim Robbins, Bernard. When she says, why didn't you tell us about this? I don't think he knows about it. Nope. I think the look on his face is like, what are you talking about? Yep. He he I, gives her a quizzical look. Yeah. So I, and that's when he says like the founders left us many mysteries. So I don't, he knows, I think he knows enough, but he doesn't know everything for sure. So yeah, there's gotta be somebody else or something in charge. I don't know what that's going to be, but it, it's interesting, you know, right away listening to Bub and catfish talk about the show and having, read them having read the book and he and how Bubba was saying that he felt like this like Game of Thrones would make a great Mm -hmm. show and blah blah and I'm starting to understand that more too because I like I'm kind of fascinated by this idea of lost histories and what is history and that's something that Game of Thrones is masterful at of the rea- of like what reality is now because of the way we see the past and what's possible in the future or what 
you know, how yeah, the think, past could and, repeat when it's not even the truth. And I mean, to, there's no doubt they're going to do that. Some flashbacks. Yeah. I mean, we've already had flashbacks in this show, so I, I would be shocked if we don't see some of that yeah. as to how how it got to that way. And one, just thinking about the side of all the, all the silos too, it did one of those things that Lost would often do, where at the end of the season or the beginning of the next season, it expands the world into a whole new bringing like basically like one level up. So now that the world has yes. all of a sudden has expanded yep. like immensely. So that, that has me very excited. Like, is she going to go, go walk into another silo or is she, I mean, is there people in the other silos? Are they the only silo? Le- there's the possibilities are really tantalizing. Dude, completely. Like there could be just silos where everyone's nuts. There could be mm-hmm. silos where everyone wears uniforms. There could be silo, right? Or she could open it up and it's the exact same. And they're all following the founder, right? Like, yeah. But you'd think they diverge and that would be the cool part of it, right? And maybe perhaps there's, maybe she yeah. opens one up and there's people who have been regularly leaving. Mm-hmm. And you know, a hundred yeah, years have ago, completely they, different rules. Yeah. yeah, they all develop different. That was like I think one of the things I said way back when we first talked about it. It was like maybe it's some big giant science experiment. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think that's the case, but that would be the same kind of thing where everybody's in their own little ecosystem and yep. they all develop differently. So you could, yeah, you could have a one of them could just be a, a paradise, and the other one could be a crazy fascist thing or something. I mean, it's. It it's could very, be both. The possibilities are cool. Yeah. It can be both a science experiment and trying to like the experiment is if we if we oh, if we know the world is going to end and we have to mm-hmm. live underground we're better off splitting it up into a 100 different little experiments one maybe one of them will grow out and figure out how to save the world. Yep. Right. So and maybe they purposefully left different rules and different relics or maybe there's one that she walks into and it looks like the 1980s because they left. They they said, enjoy our culture from this time. Like, don't hide it from anyone. Right. Like you want to rebuild this. And maybe another one was, you know, was like. We have to be like, you know, I don't know. One is like ultra liberal to survive. One's ultra conservative. One's religious. One's yeah. scientific. So I think that, that, that when you start thinking about it in that way, that's mm-hmm. going to tell us a lot about maybe when they are or why they are there, you know? Or if like, all, if, if they don't know they're, all these other silos are there and they finally start to mingle and fu- I mean, then there, it, I could see how it could become Game of Thrones where people try to take control of the yes. other silo for the resources yep. Yep. and they have wars and all Great this other point. possibilities are really cool. That's part of why I really like the end of this because I'm like, just seeing all those silos, that shot on one, I'm like, yeah. okay, now we got some something. We, I mean, it instantly expands the world and the mythology and how did somebody build all of these things and they're all right next to each other and do the doors connect underground? I mean, what? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, there's so much cool ideas there. Or she opens one and everybody's dead. It did because they didn't have her to, to, to fix the centrifuge or whatever. Right. Like Mm -hmm. there's so many possibilities that now I'm, that made me understand. Okay. And I also 
like the Twilight Zone episodes where it ends and you're like, yeah, that was kind of one of my guesses, but uh, yeah. you know, they kind of did it okay. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, that was kind of one of my guesses and it makes the season better. I actually feel like knowing that yep. and rewatching this series might actually make it a little better for me because it takes away that secret and that me, my mind always try to pick up the little clues yeah, where I can just and and you're not going to be trying you're not actively going to be trying to yes, figure out what the secret yeah. is you already know it so you can watch that's I think that's why when I rewatched that episode last night I think I enjoyed it more because I kind of knew where it was going so I it's yeah I think the rewatch of this might be a lot of fun yeah definitely man all right brother well we talked about silo we talked about the list it's fourth of July anything else you want to chat about um, you know, I was going to mention two things that I've watched and I was a little bit of, and I was going to see if you had watched any of them. Have you watched any of the Witcher yet? Yes. I've watched all five episodes. Okay. I've only watched the first episode. How did you like the, did you like to see the, the first five without spoiling anything? I really liked it. I love okay, the show, perfect. the Witcher, but I will say one thing though. This is where the dot-dot-dom comes in not to spoil, but. We know that Henry Cavill is leaving this show. Yep. And I will say that I kind of see why after watching these five episodes only because, and I don't think it's a spoiler to say, the story does move a little bit away from his character for a good portion of it. Um, Not whole episodes, but well, the the first episode I thought had a lot less of him than normal. It felt it, it yeah. actually the first episode I to me kind of felt. I don't really think this it's is hard. A, yeah, yeah. I won't really I won't really spoil anything, but it, it didn't. There, there wasn't as much focus on him as I thought. So yeah, I can see why. But still, he's great in it. And the last episode, the fifth episode, is really awesome. It's a okay, really that, awesome. That makes episode. me that makes me excited too. Yeah, the way they did it is cool. What uh, and have you watched any of Secret Invasion, the new Marvel show? I watched the first episode with my son. Um, he thought it was okay. I thought it was kind of boring, man. Um, I must admit, I was a little. Not, I'm not saying I'm not dis, not disappointed because I know sometimes the Marvel shows to take a little bit to rev up. Yep. And this was definitely like a reacquainting the audience a bit, you know, mentioning things a lot. So I'm looking, I haven't seen the second episode yet. Maybe I'll watch it today with him. Um, but uh, I don't. I did like this. I like the second episode more than the first. Okay. I, I'm not sure how much I like the yeah. series because I, I the first episode did seem a little slow to me too. But the the, the second one, I, I definitely, I think it's a step. I'm I'm encouraged after seeing the second episode. Cool. That's good because I, my expectation is for just to have fun, right? So it was kind of fun, but I want to see more action and weird shit. And you know what I mean? Like, I kind of like that. And I kind of hope they somehow, I don't know for, I thought just more alien shit. I want to see in ships and stuff like that. You know, I like that stuff, technology and stuff like that. Um, I have a, a question for you. Hold on. Give me like 10 seconds. All right. 10 seconds for Ando giving him 10 seconds to figure out stuff. 
while we're on a podcast, gonna ask about hijack with Idris Elba. Have I sang for 10 seconds yet? <laughs> Have I? Is he back? I'll keep on singing while Andy does his thing. He's got okay, two young kids. Oh, he's back. All right, baby. I, I had a six-year-old visitor that that's wanted to come in and say I, hi. So. That's what my song was about. Well, I was just saying he's got two young kids. Yeah, exactly you, right. You want to wrap it up and we'll talk later? Well, you know what? You can get, give me your one question first. Okay. Hijack. Have you watched it? That's the new one on Apple, right? Yes, with Idris. I have I have not started. I, when I saw when I turned on Silo last night, I said, oh, I got to remember okay. to watch this. So I have not watched it yet. All right. No spoilies. All I'll say is we watched the third episode last night. Bomb diggity. It's killer, man. I really oh, like that's it. Good this. To is, hear. Yeah, this is a fun show. This is another show that knows what it is. I think it's very fun. It moves quick. Idris is great. It's got a very interesting cast. A lot of people you recognize from a lot of BBC, English, UK shit. Um, so, yeah, check it out, Hijack. All right, that's it, people. Thank you for listening to Andy and I talk about some more top five of 2023 so far. And also the silo finale. Check us out at DVRpodcast.com. Become a patron, patreon.com slash DVR. Andy, do you have anything to leave us with? I don't think so. I'm just uh, I'm enjoy the rest of this Fourth of July. My wife and I are going to watch our our yearly tradition of watching Jaws tonight. So nice. I'm very excited for that. That's our Fourth of July movie every year. So so that's going to be spending the rest of my night is watching Jaws. Maybe build a Lego set with Luke here because he's ah that's what I was going to go get Lachlan and build some speed champions. So we'll we'll share that today. That sounds perfect. All right. Take care, everybody. Take care, Andy. Yep. Later, buddy. Bye. Bye.